This is Nashville, the place I call home. A place that stays in my heart no matter where I go. Tomorrow's challenges are certain, but Nashville will stay together and seek new frontiers just as in the generations before us. Today I know, if anyone should ask, I can stand up and proudly say, I believe in Nashville. And I, and I believe in Nashville. I believe I can fly. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I believe I can touch the sky. How many y'all bubs? I think about it Never mind, never mind. Dude, you know what's <laughs> funny is that I think you were on, you were on live the other day or you're on something i know you're we'll talk about that later you're banned from live on instagram and so am i yeah. and so am i i know and we'll get to we'll get to that later on people but you were saying something about how you're trying you're trying out for the elevation worship team yes and Elevation Worship Team, those of you who don't know, that is Stephen Furtick's church, a mega church, an amazing church. And when Bubs told me she's in a trial for Elevation Worship Team, that's like almost like I'm going to I'm gonna be on Hillsong United. It's like up there, like Hillsong United. I know. So I was like, wait a minute, Bubs, like you could sing? And I and I, I want yeah. I, I want to ask you right there and then on live, but now I'm glad. You, first of all, I'm glad you're back on Nashville. It's been like about three weeks since you've been on. You missed a whole, you missed a whole. Speaking of church, you missed a whole victory outreach kind of thing with me, lazy me by myself. And I don't know why it went that way. I think the Holy Spirit. I, I think the Holy Spirit got into me, yep. and he just kind of, and he took over the podcast. It was holy. No, I love. It I, was holy Ghostville. I, I no, I loved it. I thought that he did amazing. I thought you did amazing. I when I was listening to the last one, I was like, "Dang, who are you talking to?" I feel convicted in your voice. Like you had a face you were thinking about when you were talking to the people. I was like, "Okay, go ahead, uh, Pastor Rock." I was talking to myself. Usually, when I do rants and I talk about that kind of stuff, and I think a lot of pastors do, it's usually um, we're talking to ourselves. A lot of a lot of things that I talk about and things you shouldn't do or whatever. It's me. T I'm not pointing a finger at anybody, it's, but it's mostly me convincing myself or disciplining myself. So I felt like those. those I said it, I said it on the podcast, but those episodes, they're more for me than it's for you. But it helps somebody out and. And I, I, I got a shitload of uh, messages of people that did like it. I know it's not for, listen, I, I know it's not for everybody. And people, oh, no, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not, I'm, this, is, this is why I'm not on Nashville. Like, I want to hear the gossip. I want to hear about the chick who's not your chick. I want to hear about this and a little bit. You know, but, you know, not every, you know, we're 91 episodes in. And not, not every episode is going to be all cheese, man, and shit. But speaking, bud, right. I do, I do want to get back into this. I do, if you can, if you could bless us, I would like to hear you sing a song for us real fast. Oh, you done got the game. Fuck it. Come no, on. Sir, no, no, sir, no, ma'am, no great jelly jam. How, <laughs> how are you going to sing? In front well, of a, in front of a, a, in front of a mega church on TV, and you can't even do it for Nashville. Here's the first thing: is she know her worth. 
Okay, so if your people think that they're going to come on and tune into a free podcast and they're going to hear a bitch saying, no, you got to get onto a raffle. I want to see. In God's glory, I want you to sing a worship song. Wow. You know what? You sound like Hillsong. You're going to charge to sing now and go to a a Hillsong concert? Like, maybe maybe you shouldn't be Elevation. Maybe you should be Hillsong. And that's one thing. I always always got mad at my church because Hillsong does a, a thing. And they had these amazing, amazing sold out staples. I mean, crypto, whatever stadium arena it is. And they go around and they sell. And these are these are amazing concerts. People are getting saved. And it is the Holy Spirit. And it's amazing. But, you know, he wanna, it's only cost 250 bucks <laughs> to go to those fucking concerts. And it sucks because I want to I wanna invite my friends to these concerts because they're really breathtaking. And they're very emotional. They're just, it's, it's like... When people go, what's the best concert you went to? You know, I could say this concert, this concert, but like when it comes down to the best concerts I've ever been to is a is a Christian concert, Hillsong United. It's just it's really intimate, but it only cost you about two hundred something bucks to go to those go to those tickets. I'm going to those concerts, but I don't have a problem paying for those concerts. It's just like I would like to invite some friends that really ain't involved in church because I feel how more affect right. to them. Cause at this point, Hillsong, you're preaching to the choir literally like everybody there like right. it's, everybody there's really saved and so on and so on so it's hard to invite your friend when you tell them like hey you want to buy a ticket it's like 200 bucks kind of almost it's almost embarrassing that you got to tell them that kind of stuff but everybody this is nashville episode 91 already we're on 91 and with that being said 91. yo rock draw me a fucking sick ass beat And that was my beat. I'm shorting and shorting the beat off a little bit because I know we talked <laughs> I about like it. it. I like it. I know. I mean, you're the first girl I said they like it shorter, and that's fucking amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know how it is in North Carolina right now, but over here in Southern California, COVID is real. It's a real thing, mm-hmm. and you got to be the stupid. I'm going to say you got to be the stupidest jackass to still not believe that COVID is real. Like everybody, and I know people that mocked it. And even a matter of fact, one of my good friends I grew up with, we're on a group text with all my friends from Southridge and we're on a group text. And this guy say, oh, I'm immune to that shit. I I go around everybody, I haven't got it. And man, this week it knocked him on his fucking ass. I mean, mean, you gotta knock on wood with that shit. But even people that mock it, it's coming for you, and it's 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 very it's very dangerous. I feel like everybody's getting even. Um, I mean, pray for my mom, everybody. She has COVID really bad right now, where she had to go to the hospital, and it's it's always scary for my mom when she gets sick, especially COVID, because she does have asthma really really bad. So it's always a scare for the family. So yeah, she's she's in bed rest right now. We're praying that she gets better, but. I mean, she's um she has she's vaccinated. She has a booster shot. I mean, you name it, she got it. My whole family does. It's just um it's a real thing, people, and you need to take it a little more seriously. I'm not trying to preach to you on that because I know I'm not gonna say that. I'm here and there. I'm everywhere, you know. And I just feel like right. yeah, I'm everywhere. But I just feel like with COVID, there is no escaping it. You're gonna come contact with it somewhere right. at the grocery store, the right. library, where, wherever you go. You're gonna there, there's you can lock yourself at in your room. Club. 
wherever you're at, you're going to come in contact. You're going to come face to face, eye to eye with COVID. And you just got to hope and pray that your body reacts, your immune system reacts to it in a good way, in a fighting way. And you don't get it. I know a lot of people that do get it and they are positive. They don't have these crazy symptoms. You know, they, you know, they brush it off in two days and they're good. But there are people who do get it for two, three weeks. They lose 20 pounds like myself when I had it. And you get it really, really right. bad. But I'm just saying I don't see any escape from COVID no matter what you do. Well, even like up to a day ago in California alone, there was 5.56 million cases reported Jeez. of people who have COVID. That is crazy. In Los Angeles County alone, 1.74 million of cases that have been reported. Yeah. That's wild. I could literally say right now, even on social media, you, um, I feel like everybody has it. Like I know it's flu season and you know, it's not even called flu season anymore. It's more like a COVID season. It's right. I, I feel like everybody over here has it or knows somebody that has it. It's you know, it's it's very it, it's it's a, I'll be honest. It's a scary time. It's a scary time because yeah. COVID is still new. So I was sick last week or two weeks ago, Um, a little bit the week after I got I got home from Denver and I was sick and I was hoping like I was hoping and praying that I hope this isn't COVID because I'll be honest, anytime I get sick now. I get scared. I'm not bullshitting. I get scared and I pray, oh my God, I hope it's not. Because I had COVID and I had it really bad. Where like I would like, I thought like, I said in a pocket before, like I felt like there was times where I thought I wasn't going to make it. I was, I couldn't breathe. Right. I couldn't even walk to the bathroom. I was sick for three weeks. Right. It was just, I didn't eat nothing. I lost 20 pounds. Like I had the worst of the worst of it where I had to go to the hospital. Um, So it's one of those things where I don't wish that on anybody, even my worst enemy, which I don't have a worst enemy, but if I did, I don't even, I don't wish it upon anybody. It's, it's that crazy. Right. And the people that really had it, they'll tell you the same thing, bro. Like I know like, I have friends that had it like I did. And you know, obviously my friend Harmon passed away from it, but it's, it's, it's very scary. So it doesn't sound funny, but when I was sick a couple of weeks ago, I went to the bathroom and it's, it sounds funny, but I was, I was so worried that my my poop was going to be diarrhea. And I know it sounds dumb, whatever, right. but diarrhea is one of the number one symptoms of, of COVID. And when you have diarrhea with COVID, you have it so bad for a couple of weeks where, um, bullshit you not, where it, your butt gets so sore and tender and just raw where it just hurts to even wipe your butt. It just hurts. And, and so when I went to the bathroom two weeks ago and it wasn't diarrhea and I went a few times with the diarrhea, I was so relieved. I go, okay, cool. That's a good sign. It sounds dumb. I know it sounds fucking dumb, but it's, it, I'm being, <laughs> I, I'm being completely honest. I go down. That, that was like the best shit I ever took. Like it just felt good that, okay, it's not diarrhea. <laughs> and it, and then I'm, and I shit you not Well, I did shit. So I can't even say I shit you not, but it was a, it was a good shit and I went on diarrhea. So I was happy and I knew I wasn't COVID because I still have my appetite. I could still smell and I was just relieved. But any, like I said, anytime I do get sick, 
I look out for the symptoms. I go, fuck, am I sore? Am I back sore? Like, you know, you kind of get, it's, 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 it's nerve wracking when you get sick these days. I think everybody is like that. You get some kind of anxiety anytime you have a cough or, oh, you know, yeah. because there's still such thing as getting a flu. There's still such thing as getting the common cold. You know, it, it's, it's just that time of the year. But I think a lot of people will get anxiety and get a little nervous when they do get sick. Oh my God, I hope it's not COVID. And you're not thinking, look at it, I'm telling you right now, right. you're not the only one that feels that way. You're not the only one in the boat. I think majority majority of us feel the same way and at the end of the day you can say COVID's fake if you want to say it but deep down when you get sick you hope it's not COVID like I, I know I know you can, you can no, deny it all you want but it's a scary thing no a hundred percent I think that people like I think that one of the one of the things that people need to go into and like kind of just people just need more faith in general and I people have to understand yes it's real whether you believe in being vaccinated or not that's not the issue it's that it's real. People are really dying from it. Everybody knows somebody. Now, first in the beginning, it was like, oh, we don't know anybody. Have you personally known anybody? Yeah. No, there there are really people who are dying from this. That's what makes it so scary is like my husband got COVID, literally didn't have the sniffles, nothing. He gave it to me and I had it and I was out for two, two or three weeks. I yeah. was super fucked up. So it just depends. So everybody just, you know, you have to still be cautious, even though I know everyone's stir crazy from being inside and doing all those things. But it's never going to get better unless everybody kind of does their part. I do want to get into this story with your permission, of course. I don't think you're going to have a problem with it because you did a whole episode on Curvy, Curvy Conversation on your own podcast on Patreon. And I'm a subscriber. And it's a crazy story. Those of you that don't know Bubs. She's a really nosy chick. She's so nosy. She's <laughs> even nosy with herself, which is mind blowing. So she went out of her way because she's bored. And she did that ancestry thing. Ancestry is one of those things where you find out your DNA, you find out your ancestors and your whole and your roots, where you came from, the, the whole thing, like a whole family tree. And she did it for fun. But it wasn't that fun at the end. And she came with some news that was literally, I, I could say it was literally life changing, like, like life changing. Yeah. It's mind blowing. It's something you would think that will never happen to any of us, but it did happen to her. And it's, 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 it's mind blowing. And I do want to talk about that right now, but before we get into that story, we do got to take a small commercial break. But stay tuned, guys, because you guys, you guys do not want to miss this fucking story. Let me give you some dating advice. Are you looking for a special place for a special person for a special date? Well, take them to Garden Bar and Grill located in La Habra and Pico Rivera. Good food, good service. Be there. So let's get into this. I don't want, I'm not going to do the whole story. I'm going to summarize it. If you guys want to hear the whole story, go to um, Curvy Conversation on Patreon and you'll hear, you'll hear like a whole hour plus of a whole story. Bub tells an amazing story. And it's one of those stories where you're not going to want to get out of your car because you want to finish it. And I think people actually DM'd you that um, of yeah. your story. It's very like, oh shit, what's going to happen next? And it's, it's a crazy story. So what she did is 
those of you that that that, that know her, like I, I've known her for maybe about two years now, a year and a half, two years. And when I think of when I think of you, I think of your dad because every story you tell, how I met you, and when you're on Street Scholars, you talk very, very highly of your dad. Your dad's like. I just think of him as an amazing human being, like the way he raised you, put you in a cheerleading team. He he didn't make you even feel like you overweight ever. Like he was just a good fucking guy. And the way he raised you, you know, single parent, cause your mom, your mom did leave you when she, when you were young um, for, for drug problems or she was a drug addict or something like that. I mean, if you want to hear all these stories, go to Curvy Conversation once again. So you want to ancestry, you got the DNA back, and it pretty much says some other girl that did it on Ancestry, she had the same DNA as you, or the same blood, or whatever, and you're kind of curious, well, who's this chick? I never met her before. Um, you were super nosy, and I think you found her on social media, if I'm correct. And Yeah, you, you found her on Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook, and you did ask her, hey, um, do you know my, my dad? Or something like that. And she's a why well, knew him in high school. I knew him as a kid, or you know, down you know, way down there. I knew who he was. I'm gonna cut the story short because if you want to hear those story once again. Go to Kirby's conversation on Patreon. Pretty much, um, Bubs found out that this girl's brother was her real dad. I don't want to say I don't like using that word real dad, but it was her biological, biological. dad, biological dad. Right. So the, the 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 guy that raised you, he's not your blood father. And you guys both kind of found at the same time and you, and you, you told him and when you told your dad, was he really surprised or did he kind of know lit low key? Like it, that, that could have been an issue. So, I mean, the thing with, to know my dad, he's a very private person and he's, he very, never yells either. He, he said, yeah, no, he doesn't. I've probably, I've seen him yell maybe four times in my whole life. And they were all times that my brother um, I, I, he just, he's just very mellow. And so he, there's part of me that thinks that he was shocked because he grew up with the guy who's my biological dad. Um, and then to find out that your wife was, you know, having an affair because they were married at the time. Um, that's not an easy thing. But at the same time, I know that my dad used to go and pick up my mom from my biological dad's house because they would be doing drugs together. Um, and and like you know drag her home so i i i feel like in some way he had to have think in the back of his head like had to have thought it but he never questioned it never acted on it never was like well let me do a test nothing like that and you um as far as you and your bio your bio i'm not your biological you and your dad you guys look nothing alike you don't look like your brother at all like and and um that's something right. and that's something your husband always brought like babe like you don't look like anybody in your family you posted a picture right. of you and your biological dad obviously not together but a picture of him and you next to each other you guys a hundred percent look alike and i think like I, I think i think your dad that raised you um he had to see that like he had like i mean i mean I, like he had to see that, like my daughter looks like my homeboy, that my that my right. that my wife's been chilling with, like down the like at some point, like. But he never um, so I I think your dad like, he probably wished for the, um for the best, and when you probably told right. him, you know, and I'm I'm assuming obviously right now, but when you told him he. 
like he was probably super disappointed. Obviously, like you're his, you're his, you're his angel, you're his baby, and he, and and he has to be somewhat disappointed. But at the same time, he has to be like, "Fuck, dude!" Like I kind of, I kind of knew that could have, that could have been it though too. Like I'm, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Where's your dad with all of this? Like he has to be super down, right? Well, he, he and but he, again, here's the thing with my dad. He's never. I've seen him cry maybe four times in my entire life. He's not one to talk about emotions. He's wow. not lovey dovey. Like. He's very like to for him to show that he loves you. Like he'll he'll pay for stuff, he'll buy you things, but you're uh, you might not get his time, or you might not. He's not gonna like any. I could. He's just he's just not a lovey dovey person. So to call my dad, and he has Parkinson's disease, so his memory is is not there. Okay. Um. So he can't remember a lot of stuff anyway. When I first called him, when I first found all this out, when I got when when I messaged um my biological dad's sister, and she told me all this stuff at crying and I'm like, why is she telling me this? And he said, well, it's not true. And I said, well, she sent me a picture and I look just like him. He was like, no, you don't. I grew up with this guy. You don't look like him. So I uh, feel like there was a little bit of denial. Denial for um, sure. But even, even my husband, he was like, no, babe, it's not true. But then as soon as I showed him the picture of my biological dad, he was like, dang, I'm so sorry, babe. Everybody like, wanted to, if you listen to her podcast, everybody wanted to denial. Even your brother say, what the fuck are you talking about? That's not true. And he kind of got it through a tantrum. Yep. But everybody was in their yep. own denial. And this is my thing with it. And I don't want to sound rude at all. I don't want to sound disrespectful in no way. But I do want to just throw some things out there. Um, when you t- we did talk to your aunt. And I th- first of all, I think it's amazing that you got a, you know, you got a, a whole new family now. Like, I don't want to say a new family, but they're new to you. And you got a, you know, now you got aunts, you got cousins, you got all these, you know, it's right. amazing because you can you, you come from like a, like not a big family pretty much, you know, just a handful yeah, of people. Very small. And now you got this big old Mexican family from East LA, you know, the whole, you know, like, yeah. the, you know, you, you got the whole Mexican. I think that's amazing. And I think it's, it's super dope that your aunts and your cousins and everybody that took you in. And, um, yes, people, her, um, biological dad, he did pass away of cancer. Uh, once again, Curry Conversation and Patreon, it's an amazing story. Go check it out. Trust me, it's a good story. I can't tell the whole story here because we only have a certain amount of time. But yeah. it's um her biological did pass away of cancer. And if I and I've heard correctly, and I did, did want to talk to you about this. If I heard correctly, he kind of knew that you were his daughter the whole time, right? That I hear right. Yeah, so he I he did meet me when I was little. My mom took me over to him and so and there were times when he was intoxicated that a couple of people that I've reached out to that they've told me, Yeah, you know, when he was drunk he would say, Yeah, I have a daughter, I have a daughter oh. because he had no other children. And then when he was on his deathbed, um one of his best friends who's really not all there because he was into drugs and stuff like that, um, uh and then he said it twice. So somebody um he told him like, Hey, you know, you're dying. You need to let your daughter know that you're her dad. And she, and he, no, he said, I don't, I don't want to reach out to her. And from my gathering and yes, I had to battle. That was my question. That was my question, by the way, like on his deathbed, at no point did he want to meet you. Like at some point, cause I get it. Like I I get the whole thing where like, he don't want to disrupt your family, like disrupt, disrupt, um, 
in your life because you got you know you're doing good and and he didn't want to be drama with your dad but at the same time bro you like you really had an affair like with your homie's chick like you know what i mean right. like at what right. like, like i mean you, you really passed the whole disrespect thing already with all due respect because i'm not gonna talk bad about him when i passed away but at some point in his in when he has cancer and in his deathbed like at some point you said you know what i want to meet my that, that was my question like did he, did he never told anybody like damn i want to meet my daughter before i pass away so he 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 didn't want to do that then no, so, I mean, and he has nine sisters, nine yeah. sisters and one brother, and uh, one sister he had met, he had said something to, like, and, like, about, like, you know, oh, my daughter, and this was when he was in hospice, and they were, she was like, what, what are you talking about? Like, nothing. So, he didn't tell a lot of people, like, a lot of his sisters hadn't, didn't know, there was always this rumor, again, because my, my mom and my dad and all them grew up in East LA together, so there, and one of his sisters was my mom's best friend. So there was this rumor. They confronted my mom. She said no because she's a line actor. And, um, <laughs> oh, but, but no, but in all honesty, uh, he didn't, he didn't want, and for, I don't know the reason behind it. I'll never know. And it was yeah. something that I did have to kind of grapple with because, you know, I, what the enemy does come in and play with your thoughts and he does put the, the thoughts in there. Like, Oh, your dad didn't even want you. And, um, you know, like, and I know that's not true. And I know by talking to the people who knew him best, you know, their, their response was, you know, your dad left LA, left East LA, made something amazing of himself, lots of money, you know, amazing man. And he, he couldn't offer you the things that, and, you know, you people can call it a cop out or whatever. And yeah. I, there was a part of me in the beginning that did. Uh -huh. But now I look at it as, I mean, I, I mean, you, everybody knows my story with my dad. And I am so thankful to my biological dad for not taking me and for not choosing me because I got the best dad in the fucking world. You know what I mean? I mean, yep. I think your dad, the, the way you talk about your dad, the one that raised you, he just, like I said, when I think of you, I think of him and how he raised you. Even in, um, those of you who don't know, like, um, Bubs has wrote a children's book and it's an amazing book. Um, make sure, make, make sure, you, make sure you guys are really following Bubs on Instagram, please. French Fry and Fairy Tales. I don't need to tell you that <laughs> she has more followers than me. But her book is really amazing. It's public. It's a published book. It's really good. But even in the book, she talks about her dad, how amazing her dad is. And um, I just, uh, um, I just want to. Like w when I hear you talk on Instagram and I know you're really excited for your new family and everything, but at some point I'm like, damn, like, is she being insensitive to her dad that raised her? Like, like, how is he feeling with all this? Right. Cause I'll be like, fuck dude. Like, bitch, I raised you. Like, what the fuck? Stop giving this guy so much credit. <laughs> like, but that's me. I'm shallow so, as fuck, you know? <laughs> no. And that's a good point because, and what a lot of people, and I did share it a little bit in there, maybe probably not as much as I should, but this happened seven months ago now this is when i found this out and uh. i immediately wanted to talk about it and share it because to me that's how i feel by finding other people who've gone through it and like talking and communicating i'm somebody like that so my dad's the opposite he wants to bury it he never wants it to be talked to so i didn't say anything to anybody other than like close people yeah and so and then my dad came around because i was still struggling i'm going to therapy twice a week all the things trying to figure the fuck out all this stuff and my dad finally was like, you know what? You know, if you want to talk about it, like, that's okay. So I recorded the episode. Up until the day before I released it, I was still, Dad, are you sure? Yeah. And he set, he set guidelines. He's like, he, and my dad's so sweet. I mean, he's like, well, are people going to know it's me? I'm like, Dad, everybody knows <laughs> that you're my fucking dad. Like, yes, they're going to know it's you. Like, he 
<coughs> oh man. Because I'm like, I care about I care about you and I care about my grandfather because he's still alive, my dad's dad. Yeah. So I'm like, as long as I'm not pissing you two off, I really don't I don't care. It's like I'm not gonna piss like you two are the most important people. And so he said, no, okay, well, here are the guidelines. Don't say anything bad about your mom, which I kind of... That's up. fucking mind-blowing. I heard, I heard you... I know! I heard you say that in a podcast um, yeah. on your thing, and, like, you you, uh, you recall your mom a stupid-ass horse slut and all that, and, and, and she yeah. probably is. You know, she yeah. left you when you were a baby, and she's done, she chose... Whatever, it is a long story. But for your dad, yeah. even after all this shit, even her leaving the family... When you when you're a baby and so on, and to find out like his wife had an affair with the friend and that the daughter's not his blood daughter, and he still says that's how amazing your dad is. Your dad still says don't I, I don't care, just don't talk bad about your mother. Like what in the fuck? <laughs> your no, dad's something else, dude. Something else. Uh, no, he is. He's a very rare breed because especially when knowing like. When I confronted my mom about this, and I haven't talked to my oh, mom. Oh, I didn't like know. I didn't know you talked years. to your mom about this. I, I probably missed that part. Well, what that was a well, nice I, question. Well, I, yeah. Well, I, because this is what she did. I confronted her. I sent her a really nasty text message, and then I tried call, calling her, facetiming her, and she blocked me. She has never once responded. She had never. She has never said I'm sorry. She has never said my fucking bad. The only thing that she has ever said, well, and you guys, if you want to hear what my mom has, you guys can go ahead and listen to the Patreon because I do say it in there what her response was finally, but not to me, to somebody else in my family. Uh -huh. But no, so she's the biggest, the biggest piece of shit. But my dad is, that's the thing. To me, my dad will always be a saint, even though he does have his flaws. Like the other day he called me and he told me that um, I need to get vaccinated. And if I don't get vaccinated, I'm on attack. And then <laughs> and I said, okay, well, and we, like my dad, we talked other so i told my dad i'm like cool well you're not gonna get my ashes i'm gonna give it to my biological family and he said okay wow cool, we'll bubs bubs are you <laughs> bubs i'm gonna fucking slap said, you i'm gonna slap you no, listen, don't you fucking dare talk me. to your dad that way no, pissing me off listen, and then he goes he goes oh well i hope they do and i hope they put you in the fucking litter box that's what my dad <laughs> dude <laughs> you guys have a, a crazy relationship going on right there but i think your dad's amazing I don't think your mom's yeah. amazing. I mean, I'm going to say that in a nice yeah. way. And um, speaking of vaccination, your brother literally stopped talking to you because you told him you were vaccinated <laughs> and you weren't, right? Yeah. So, and you, you guys know, and I mean, I hope my brother- You guys got to listen to her podcast, guys. It's a, it's not amazing it's at Nashville, fucking... but it's, it's like number two on the, on, on the chart list. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I went to California. Again, me and my brother, very, very much best friends, so I thought. And I, he's very like, oh, you have to get vaccinated, make sure this, you can't hang out with dad, you can't whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, I'm vaccinated, fine. So I go to California and I, I get tested, I'm negative, okay? I did my due diligence and then I told him I was vaccinated. And then so he was with me to try to, try to figure out all this stuff, whatever. So, and then I came back and then I'm, I was going back and forth on whether or not I should be vaccinated. So I don't know if he saw it on my Facebook or whatever because we don't really follow each other on social media because... We he talks a lot of shit and then I talk a lot of shit. It just can get bad. Yeah. So, but then he found out that I was I lied about being vaccinated and then he told me that you know basically I'm the biggest piece of shit that um he never wants to talk to me again. <laughs> fuck me, fuck my husband, all that. I mean, I the, I could play the voice notes. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and he told me you know fuck all your podcast listeners, fuck all your <laughs> followers. <laughs> So, fuck you don't your, like that, He said, fuck your podcast, <laughs> little fool. What? Hey, but, but, but if you could play, I, I, I know you have it on your phone. 
And in, if you could just entertain us, and if you could play the voicemail he left you, I would super appreciate that. So if you have it, so I just want to, because when she's, she let me listen to it, I go, how old is this guy, your brother? It can't be like 40 <laughs> years old or something. And yeah, just go ahead and play it for us, please. And your fucking husband, go watch some fucking QAnon fucking. Leave the fuck alone. So that, that's the the second lovely one he said after we were he was calling we were having a conversation like grown ups should be having a conversation and um and then I was like listen if you're gonna be disrespectful this is my boundary if you can talk to me when you're calm and whatever and then this is what he said. Dumbass. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to have a relationship with you. You don't consider talking to you. I don't want to talk to you. You're a fucking liar and you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> was he doing like that fake? <laughs> I thought he was going to say Raiders. Super, super sweet guy. I mean, and this oh is the thing God. with him. He's we've always and if you know my brother is to love him and we've always had a very toxic relationship. He and hates me, by the way. There comes it, yeah, he does. But um no not now, not now, before back in the day. But I mean if you're here's the thing with people who have whether it's your siblings, whether it's you know, it doesn't matter if it's blood or not, if mm -hmm. somebody's toxic in your life, you have to set a boundary and you have to stick to it. I believe me, it's hard. There's even after those messages, uh -huh. I still reached out to my brother, told him Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. All my my husband's like, why are you doing that? Like he's you let him shit on you so many times. So to anybody out there that's in a similar situation, whether it's with family or whatever, set your boundary and stick to it. I do that a lot, bubs. Honestly, like I know I say and I preach it a lot, but um, I have a lot of amazing friends, but I just sometimes on Instagram on their stories or whatever, like they're just very toxic. Like they're very toxic. Yep. I have a lot of friends where like we, we all have those friends who no matter what story you post or what your view on something is, whatever it is, they have something to say about it. Like no matter like right. even, even if you're eating like at Olive Garden, all oh, those better places in Olive Garden, like oh like who I, I didn't like I didn't fucking ask you. I'm just fucking me. Let me post my breadsticks. Yep. You know, like what yep. and those people like but that were uh -huh. But at the same time, they'll never repost your shit and they'll never support yeah. you, but they'll always be in your DM. Yeah, I'm not I'm not so concerned about the reposting and um and um in the whole Instagram thing. I'm like I'm so so over Instagram as far as anything. Like I, I can't even go live right now. I know you can't go live right now. We talked about in the beginning. No. And I don't know why I can't go live. It's not for the raffle. It's not, it has nothing to do with that. I know a few times they told me that my account um, and a lot of people are getting this. I'm, I'm lately, I heard that it's um it's on the verge of getting like deleted my whole account because I'm doing like not the the like the the guideline rules. I'm like, what am I posting that's so like I, I I'm not even like a matter of fact I'm not even being debatable like debating people on, on my stories anymore. I'm just kind of over it. I don't even I don't even look at people's stories. I, I hardly check my DMs. I just I post my shit right. and I get off. Like I don't. I don't know what they, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I don't know who's running Instagram. <laughs> I don't know why they hate me. And I'm novels getting this <laughs> novels, getting the same shit. A lot of my friends are getting the same shit. Like about the guidelines and the community guidelines. I know you can't go right. live. 
And I'm just wondering, like, what yeah. the fuck are we like? You can't Instagram so sensitive. You can't do shit on there. Right. Well, as somebody who works like my other nine to five besides slang and shampoo, uh, I do work with social media and analytics and all that stuff. And censorship is so real, y'all. Like you ha- even just stuff you're commenting or stuff you're liking, like if it doesn't fit a certain agenda, it's bad. But you're, you will see an effect on your numbers and it sucks, but that's just the way that it is. It's, it's I've been, um, I've been okay, so, be getting a lot of stuff. But I have a question. I'll go ahead. You sure podcast today. You did, you did, you, you did yeah. talk a lot today. So go ahead. It's your podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. So speaking of, well, just Instagram and stuff that I saw the other day. So, and I've wanted to talk, ask you about this for a while, but I saw that you were getting into, well, you've been getting into tattooing. Okay. You don't talk a lot about it. Um, but I saw that when you did like the rose and I saw the, what is it? Cherub. And I'm like, okay. Like I didn't even know that you like, likes to draw like all crazy like is that some like tell me about this tattooing thing it's not really a thing yet just i just i mean i could draw pretty decent i'm a pretty good tracer uh-huh. if anything i think most right. tattoo artists days they know how to trace very well and because i you know i when i was a little kid i was a tagger then i went to my gang but i was always into writing like writing on walls and you right. know in the bathrooms i just if you give me a paper and a pen, I'll write fucking all day on a paper. I just can't stop writing. So my pen, uh, um, right. what do you call it? My penmanship, whatever. It's really good. And mm-hmm. I could draw straight lines all day. And I just, I always want, look at, about 15 years ago, or even maybe 20, it's way back when one of the best tattoo artists in the game goes by the name of Tommy Montoya. He was on a show, he was on a show in New York, Inc. At this time, he was one of my best friends. Um, he got me my tattoo machine because he knew I could draw pretty decent or, you know, my writing, handwriting is really good. He got me the machine gun. And this guy taught high tone how to tat, uh, son of a gun, tattoo Louie. This guy, this guy showed a lot of greats how to tattoo. And he goes, I'm going to show you how to tattoo. Just come, come with me to the shop every single day. Um, here's, here's your machine. Here's, here's everything you need, your ink. He just, I'm going to, I'm going to show you. But at that time. I had a clothing store and I just said, I didn't have time to go with him every day to the shop and watch him tattoo and learn. And I just end up, I tattooed a few people. I didn't like it cause I didn't know what the fuck I was doing for one thing. I just didn't like it cause I was fucking people up if anything. And I just, I, I, <laughs> I, I sold my tattoo stuff, all of it to um son of a gun. Who's a really good tattoo artist at under the gun in Hollywood. You know, the guy that's like Johnny uh-huh. Depp to that guy. Um, so, yeah. he, so yeah. he, so then he started learning how to tattoo. He got very well. And this is years ago. High tone got pretty good. I mean, everybody got pretty good. And I feel like I missed the boat all these years. You know, you say you have any regrets in life. I go, you know what? I wish 15 years ago, I would have took that really seriously. And I felt like I would have been one right. of the, one, one of the, I don't want to say the greats, but I would have been pretty fucking good by now. Like I would have been really good by now right. if I would have stick with it, if I would have stuck with it. And I tell people that with a lot of things and you've seen it before, bubs, like, a lot of people start a podcast. So people are listening right now. You're starting a podcast yep. or, you, or you start a podcast, but you think you're going to get those views right away. You think you get those sponsors right away, but it's not, right. that's not the case guys. And even with Instagram, everybody starts with zero followers. Every podcast you start with yep. zero views. We all start from the same place. It's about networking. It's not even networking, but you just got to keep with it. Keep with it. We all, we all been in that situation where, man, I wish I would have stood with that. I would probably have been like at this level by now or this, even this Candy Crush. Yep. So with Candy Crush, you would have been on fucking level a million right now, you know, but you quit. So I'm just saying with the tattoo thing, 
that's something I always regretted. Like, fuck, dude, if I would have stuck with that shit, I would have been fucking good. So, okay, well, here, wait, wait, here's, here's my question. So when it comes to tattooing, and I have tattoos, but I don't know about tattooing, uh-huh. do so you have to be a good artist in order to be not a, a tattoo artist? Not anymore. See, well, well, back in the days... And um, back in the days, you had to be a good artist. You had to know how to draw mm-hmm. because there was no such thing as Google. There was no such thing as anybody. First of all, social right. media. You had, if somebody said, hey, I want an eagle and this and that. Like, you actually had to draw that shit on their skin. You know, they, there wasn't even really right. stencil paper. So you actually had to draw some shit out. Or they wanted some writing. You couldn't go on, on you know, on on Google and search some some cool ass font. You had to draw it all yourself. So back in the day, it was more traditional and yeah, you had to know how to draw. But these days, if somebody brings you a picture, you know, you could just trace it. You know, you Google, you Google, you Photoshop it however you want. You kind of trace it and you got to learn your drops. You know, your different grades. You know, you have a dark black, you know, your grades. You know, you just different kind of drops. And once you learn how to trace and once you learn your shading, your which is your grades, then you could do it. So most, I don't want, I'm not going to call anybody's name out right now, but a lot of tattoo artists these days, they can't draw worth shit. And that's fine. You don't have right. to, you don't have to right. be, you don't have to draw to be a tattoo artist. It's just the way it is these days. So like, if you tell one of these new tattoo artists, Hey bro, can you draw this? And they go fucking, first of all, not that they can't draw. They don't have time to draw. I'm going to fucking draw a whole thing for you. Just fucking bring me a Google picture. <laughs> like bring me a fucking picture. Right. I'll, I'll size it up and I'll, and I'll put it on you. So you don't have to do that. So that was always one of my regrets. I always told lazy and, you know, and obviously novel, like, man, I wish I would have stood with that shit. And they go, bro, like, it's never too late to start with anything. Like, look at my mom. My mom waited till she, my mom waited till she was 50 years old, guys. I'm 50 years old. She told herself, I'm going back to school. I'm going to call. She not only went back to school, got a degree. She got her fucking, um, she got her BA and she still went. And then she got her fucking, um, her, her master's. And she went from being a teacher. Wow. Now she's a big shot at the district. And like, she could have got her fucking doctor's degree easy, but she never wanted, she never got it because as far as, as, as an educational, there's not a big um, pay increase at getting you doctor degrees. It's not, it's not worth it. You right. know, the loans is not even worth right. it. But she went back when she was 50. So my mom set a good example for all of us. Like it's never too late for shit. Mm-hmm. So I have good friends like Lazy and Nava to go, bro, just fucking just learn. Like, it's not too late to learn. We'll teach you. And I, I'm in a situation where a lot of my friends are just badass tattoo artists. And they all told me like, hey, bro, right. if you want to come to the shop and, you know, get some pointers, like they all told me I could do that. And and that's a big deal because most tattoo artists, they will not show you the blueprint of being a tattoo artist unless you like they know you like you have to work your way in that industry. But because they are my right. friends. Um, that's that's something I could take advantage of and you know and just say you know what like all my friends are the best tattoo artists in fucking LA when I say they're the best I mean they're the fucking best I'm not exaggerating about anything like that mm-hmm. they're all shop owners and I could take advantage of that so right now like um, when I do, ha- I have a lot of extra time right now. So when I have time, I'll go watch lazy work. I'll watch novel work. I'll do little, little, like the little rows I did. And I do want to, yeah. I do want to test the waters with it and see where it goes just because, but I know I'm really busy with the podcast, even with the raffles and everything I'm doing right now. I, it's still busy. So I do on my spare time, do you want to try it out? And see where it goes. I don't. I don't want to quit, even though I can't go every day. But the days I do go, I just. I want to give it a shot and say, you know what? I gave it a shot this time. I actually give it. I actually gave it a good shot. And if it don't work out, it don't work out. But I want to. I don't want to leave nothing on the table, though. Right. No, I'm proud of you because a lot of people, 
especially, you know, six-year-old men like yourself, they're <laughs> not going to take a, that chance and, and try that. So uh, stick with it because from the things that I've seen, like you're, you're doing amazing and I'm super, super proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm definitely have um a good circle of friends that, that do motivate me to do, um do things. So I, I am going to well, be, pre- be pre- sorry, be prepared when you come out here. If you ever come out here to go to elevation church and see, I'm, I, I told um, myself I'm going to go in February. So I will see you every, in February. I swear to God, I get stopped all the people get so excited when they see me or well, number one, I'm fine tell. Mm-hmm. number two, because my tattoos and they're like, Oh my God, where'd you get it done? And then I'm like, I'm from California. And they're like, Fuck! like, <laughs> yep. because there's no good tattoo. There's nothing like, I know. like it's not out here. What, and I have stuff, you know, it's just, it's nothing. Like yeah. That. One of my friends, Richie, um, he goes over there like once a year, he actually goes to North Carolina. He'll go there for a week and he would just ball out. He would just tattoo all these different people. He has he has, he has his um, clients over there. He balls out in North Carolina like once a year. Let me get one. Damn. It's good. It's good. But with that being said, everybody, we are out of time. Uh, episode 91. I felt like it was a really pretty good episode. It was mostly I, it was mostly bubs. I did want to tell your story. Those want to hear the whole story within. She tells long stories, and she's more precise, and she's more, <laughs> she's yeah, she's she's more uh, specific on details with her story. So listen to it on Curvy Conversation on Patreon. It's about an hour or something long. It's really really good. Um, but I did want people to know a little bit about you because you are on the show, and I feel like they should know a little background of you a little bit because you say a lot of stupid shit, and they Just should a little, and baby. they should know why you say stupid shit. So do your homework with you <laughs> <Yeah>. everybody <laughs> please be safe out there even though i don't know what being safe is i don't know how good the mask work or whatever i don't just just be safe you don't have to be somewhere don't be there but don't go out me come be everywhere anyways i just it is what it is um yeah but i didn't go out for new year's eve i haven't went out for new year's eve in the last three to four years um this holiday i want to say it was good i was Christians was good. I went to church. It felt good. It just everything was good about it, man. So it wasn't it wasn't depressing as it, as it usually is. So I was kind of excited about that. But everybody, COVID is real. Sickness is real. Death is real. Yes, Be safe. Is. We'll see you guys next week. But we are out of here.